Welcome to SLAS Technology Podcast. I'm David Pector. I want to welcome Dr. Yang Ji Wei and Nicholas Larson from the Macromolecule and Vaccine Stabilization Center at the University of Kansas to speak with us about their manuscript, Improved Fluorescence Methods for High-Throughput Protein Formulation Screening. Thanks for joining us. First, I want to compliment you both on your detailed and informative manuscript. Please give our listeners a short introduction to T sub M and or protein melting temperature. What is it and what are some of the issues with determining it? Generally speaking, melting temperature or TM means the temperature at which a substance changes from solid to a liquid state. For example, ice melts to form water. But the melting temperature of a protein has a slight different meaning. Proteins form unique three-dimensional structures in solution, and their biological functions rely on the integrity of such 3D structure. But protein structure can be disrupted at high temperature. So the TM of protein is defined as the temperature at which protein loses its three-dimensional structure and corresponding biological activities. We usually use TM as a quantitative measure of protein's thermal stability. Usually, a high TM value indicates a high protein stability. There are several different approaches you can use to measure the TM of a protein. Intrinsic fluorescence is a commonly used technique because it's label-free and quite sensitive. Also, it can be implemented in a high-throughput manner. And that, I guess, is important for protein formulation screening. Why is protein formulation screening something we need to do, and why do we need to do it better? Right. So, like the milk in your fridge, if you leave proteins out for an extended period of time, they begin to clump up, and we call that process aggregation. And if you leave protein therapeutic drugs out for too long and they undergo aggregation, they can cause immune responses in patients, which are unwanted side effects of the drugs. And so we try to prevent protein aggregation by adding various excipients to our protein drug solution. Those can be sugars or salts, and those will have effects on the protein aggregation and we use TM as one way to estimate what those effects might be for given sugars or salts. Okay. So this then becomes part of, say, drug development or, you know, if, in other words, if you have a protein product, critical protein product, this is part of the process. You would go through this excipient evaluation using the methods that you develop. That's the idea. And then I guess what happens is since you've developed a high throughput system, you can do a wider screen. Is that what is the idea? Who would be the people who would use something like this in practice? Yeah, I think pharmaceutical companies who are developing biotechnology products will be highly interested in using this technology to support the formulation development of their products. 
Well, it's very interesting and a great introduction to the paper. But the paper I recommend to our listeners is something that you really have to see because it has a lot of great graphics. And just talking about it doesn't do it justice because of the great color graphics. You're both graduate students at the Macromolecule and Vaccine Stabilization Center. So can you tell us about the other work that goes on there and the kinds of research that are done in the wider department of pharmaceutical chemistry? So Macromolecular Vaccine Stabilization Center, or MVSC, is a biotechnology center working on the stabilization of biotechnology products located at the University of Kansas. So we work on formulation development of a variety of biological products for pharmaceutical uses. For example, therapeutic proteins, primarily monoclonal antibodies. Also, we work on a variety of vaccine types, including fungal or bacterial spores, viruses, protein-based things. And in the meanwhile, we are also working on several emerging technologies, such as lipid nanoparticle messaging RNA vaccine. And the University of Kansas, the Department of Pharmaceutical Chemistry, has a very broad research projects ranging from traditional pharmaceutics to biotechnology. So besides formulation development, small and large molecules, we have research labs working on drug delivery to treat autoimmune disease and also to figure out approaches to open the blood-brain barrier. In the meanwhile, we also have professors working on vaccine development and immunology as well. And also we have research regarding pharmacokinetics and analytical chemistry. So it's a very diverse department here. Yeah, it sounds like it. Wow, sounds like a great environment. Well, I want to thank Yang Ji and Nick for joining us on SLAS Technology Podcast. I'm David Pector. Thank you.